Real Men Feel with Andy Grant encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been told, all emotions do serve you. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. I'm also a coach, author, and healer. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can tell I'm a man because I'm wearing flannel today. That's a good sign. Um, <laughs> you know, this is Real Men Feel episode 225. And consistently over the years, what has a guy reach out to me, uh, reach out to guests, reach out to like ask about something about the show is the state of his relationships. You know, it could be men realizing that they're in bad ones, wishing they were in one at all, uncertainty about ending one or being blindsided by the ending of one on and on. It, it so often comes down to a complete disconnect from the man's own emotions and desires. You know, guys have been so shut down. You know, some don't even realize they have emotions. <laughs> They've been trained to believe that their emotions, their feelings, their perspectives don't really matter. My guest today is here to explore how men's expectations in relationships and marriage neglect their true emotions and activate the pain body. So I'm glad you introduced the co-host of the Psychedelic Podcast, Rob Trimpert. Welcome to the show, Rob. Thanks for having me on, Andy. It's a pleasure. Uh, I really love your show. It's um, one of a kind. It really breaks a, a lot of barriers and, and stigmas that you don't really see anywhere else. So I really appreciate that about you. Cool, cool. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to uh, you know, make sure everybody's on the same page. And so, so would you define like what, what the pain body means to you? Like what, what's that awakening? What, what, is the, what does that mean? How recognize that well when we talked about the topic i kind of realized that there's so much in general that i have to say but i i will i will talk i will touch on that too um it, it's probably going to go all over the place but it, it will be <laughs> consolidated into one big topic um the the pain body to me i, I read it in a book um it, it's a book about mindfulness and you know just being aware of your thoughts and separating yourself from your ego with uh, from your spirit and the pain body is, especially in a relationship, when you feel hurt by somebody and these uncontrollable feelings and emotions come out that you've never dealt with. They've been in a in a in like a a place of like equilibrium, just energies in your in your body that you've never dealt with because you've never actually felt them through. You push them down because that's what men do. Yeah. So we bottle those up. And they come out in crazy convoluted ways, you know, when we reach adulthood and it can get really destructive and messy. So that's, that's the way I interpret it. Cool. So it's kind of the notion of, of, of being triggered and like what you're going yeah. through, you're not upset about what's happening, but it's more that all sorts of old wounds, old pains have been inflamed and, yeah. and you probably don't even realize it's it. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize you're living in the yeah, past that's... emotionally. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's an unconscious um it's an unconscious triggering event <laughs> for sure. So w what do you find in, in your own experience or talking to other men, what sort of expectations do men have for relationships and marriage that that maybe aren't accurate? Uh I think that women expect men to just be this barbaric um, figure that's going to protect them um, physically, financially, whatever. And they don't really ever get to 
express themselves. I mean, men have feelings too. I mean, of course, women naturally in their female brain have more of white matter, which is, um, you know, empathy and compassion and things like that. But I'm a cancer. I don't know if you're into Zodiacs. I, I just know that I feel emotions more because of my Zodiac sign. So I feel really deep emotions. I'm also a Leo rising. So it's like the most extroverted side too. So the Leo is like what I want people to see me as is what I portray myself as, but behind closed doors, I'm really isolative and independent and sulking. <laughs> so so I, I, I'm yeah. actually a cancer as well. And when I was a kid, oh, you're a cancer. when I was a kid and depressed and feeling sensitive and get picked on, you know, I would get different diagnoses from psychiatrists and then I'd read what a cancer is. I'm like, well, Christ, this sums it up just as well as you, the, the medical textbooks are as the same thing, you know? Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot more complex than that, you know, I mean, with, this, with uh, astrology and astronomy. I mean, it's, it's not – everybody has their base things, but it's there, – there's so many other variables that makes people who they are, so – Tina is starting to get me into that. So that's why I'm talking about it. Ah, I'm new cool. to it. <laughs> okay. So, so you can, now you got to tell us who and what is a Tina? A Tina, a Tina is my wife, my beautiful wife. She is the main host on our show, the psychedelic podcast. And she is also the creator CEO of the Indie Pods United summit, which Andy attended. He did the hot pepper challenge on uh, day one, first first segment. So I would definitely check that out. Um, got a little messy, <laughs> you know. There is <laughs> a, a very a very comical scene that happens. Yes, so. indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was that was uh, a unique experience for sure. Also, the, the next one is going to be in June, and I just wanted to urge people to join our Facebook group, Indie United. In your own relationship, you, you, you started off, you answering the last question, talking about how women expect this barbaric, you know, protector-only version of a man. So was that Tina's expectation of, of you? Was that how your relationship started? Not necessarily. I mean, I'm not a very strong guy. I mean, well, you said you have the flannel on. I have like a, what looks to be like a cargo jacket of some sort, but I'm not that cool. Uh, I'm just a skinny guy. So she, I mean, she knew right off the bat that I wasn't, you know, physically going to protect her from everybody, especially her ex, who was very scary. And <laughs> so I didn't want any part of that. But no, nah, we, we more so emotionally connected. That That's why we're together. That's why I married her. But just from observing um, friends in, that were in relationships in the past and to this day, that seems to be the mainstream way to look at men still. And I, I don't know if there's any, any ice being broken there. I don't know what the universal consciousness is on that because we're kind of isolated here. We, we got our own relationship. Um, but I, I would imagine that it, it still is that way today. <laughs> it's funny. So may, maybe I'm spoiled because of the work I do, the type of show this is. So I, I only hear from people that have kind of dropped that, that attitude. So this is really interesting yeah. to hear that you still see that's the predominant um, attitude, expectation, and kind of uh, almost like the mythology between, in, in a relationship. You know, so a girl yeah. expects to be like knocked out, dragged back to the cave. It's still kind of that vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but I mean, there, there's so much to be said about gender roles. 
generals and things like that, uh, you know, reasoning and feeling emotions and the importance of being vulnerable for men and women alike um, as a man living in this day and age, especially when um, we're so entranced in like this technological oversight that that kind of isolates us even more and locks us into this trance and that we don't really know how to break out of yet. And um, so that, that can definitely keep the pain deeper, so to speak. And, um, but I mean, we have certainly evolved in a lot of ways though, you know, from uh, ancient tribal times and, you know, the Roman empire and things like that. I'm not very good at history. So I said the most generic things, but, (laughs) (laughs) but so yes, I think we, we've come a ways for sure. When you were growing Uh, up and, and you talked about how, you you know, you felt more, you had more emotions. Were were you aware of that being different from other, other boys while you were growing up? uh, I, I always had a, deeper understanding of a lot of things and that sort of caused a lot of conflict within myself just feeling even more alone you know because i'm trying to tell my my friends who were kind of a-holes you know we were kind of bullies and i was i was kind of the follower of the bully tribe which i'm kind of ashamed of but this is this hive mind mentality but I, I would always try to enlighten them, you know, tell them these these deeper truths and, and this wisdom that I had already learned when I was 15. Not to be egotistical, but I felt like I knew a lot of things compared to other people. You know, they just surface level conversation, very shallow. And they, they just weren't receptive. It's like, I don't know. And, and we feed into it as men. Like we have these built in defense mechanisms and this conditioning where we're were taught to believe and fit into that role and not not go outside of it and not look any further than that. I mean, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a feminine thing to display feminine energy. Like you need those qualities. Like I said, compassion and empathy. Like we all need those are feminine qualities, but we all need those. We need a balance of those energies, and people don't understand that. Every man has masculine and feminine characteristics and energies and motivations and desires and emotion it's it's all there and every woman has masculine aspects as well and you know i i find people get in trouble if they can't accept that if they really try to just live purely in one way that that just messes people up do do you see that yeah uh, nothing in life is is black and white um you, you can't have happiness without sadness you know you gotta have you can't have sunshine without the rain or (laughs) you know, you can't have light without dark. Like it's, it's like the, the human experience, like the duality of, you know, good and evil and stuff. There's gotta be a balance to everything. So if you just have all, if you just identify yourself with, with all male brain characteristics, you're, you're on a path to destruction and it's, it's not a weak be vulnerable and, and, and try to for those other options that are going to be very beneficial to you and everyone around you. It, it, it's not cowardice. Like it's, it's a very manly thing to do. And people, they just don't understand that because they're, they're just living in their ego, which is, you know, all the embedded psyche uh, conditioning that we all grew up with, you know, equally, you know. So what are some of the ways that men are conditioned to deal with their emotions? 
Um, it's, I mean, I guess don't show them at all. Um, if you get hurt, get over it, suck it up, uh, get back out there. Um, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just like, <sighs> have you ever like dealt with a situation where like a close friend or a partner, you just didn't want to hear what they're saying because in the moment it didn't appear to have anything to do with your current situation. Um, maybe your inside, like your inside ability to like sympathize with them um, wasn't there to somebody who needed affection, but that's just, that's just like a reverse psychology of you yourself needing uh, affection. So it's kind of like we, we just project and, um, we never, we never are our authentic selves because it's, it's just, I mean, it's everywhere. Like it, you're supposed to play sports, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, wearing a business suit and it's, it's either, it's literally physicality or you got, you got the money sort of that. That's what people expect of men. I and, feel like. And is that coming from, from peers? Is it from parents? Is it from school? Is it from media? Is it from all of that? Like, where, where do you see this being emphasized to guys? It could most certainly come from the parents. I mean, environmentally growing up, that is when you are, you're a sponge, your brain is a, your brain is a sponge. You're so malleable and susceptible and open to everything. And you look to your parents as they can do no wrong. So you, you're going to absorb everything they say and you're very impressionable, and absolutely, you can get that from them. I mean, that's where it starts. That's where the majority of our our, our character develops is from our parents. Now, do I think more parents do that than not? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. But it definitely, if if the parents don't do the job, I feel like the school the schools do the job. Not not the school systems. But the people that you go to school with, if you go to public school, and then <laughs> if that doesn't beat you down, then, you know, your career after post-education or in college or whatever. And um, it's just, I don't know, the expectations are just like really great on both sides of the spectrum uh, for, for men and women. And it's, it's all about like the socioeconomical factors of your environment. So that, I mean, that's nature versus nurture. Um, but we're going into a different bit between male and female minds too. So we'll segue into that. I don't want to be misogynistic. <laughs> well, yeah, your answer will decide that I guess on this, but uh, you know, you, you said you want to talk about how, how men can feel neglected in a marriage. So if a man is, is, is shut down and thinks he doesn't have emotions, you know, if, and he brings that into a relationship, um, you know, how, how does he feel neglected if, or, or does he somehow wake up and realize, you know, is it a discovery process while in a marriage maybe, or you know, like how, how does neglect show up emotionally? I think rarely do men wake up to have, or have that massive awakening that, Hey, like it's okay for, it's okay for me to be vulnerable. Um, I don't think that happens too often. I mean, society in general is, is very unconscious. I know that's a, that's a, big generalization to make but i can't help but say that um i don't know it's i feel like what what you know you get into that that super attracted to each other face and it's it's really pr- 
probably more lustful than loving. And um, I feel like a lot of men sort of mistake love for possession. So, you know, it's like they're possessing this girl. They don't really love her. And that's just, that's just built into, you know, the, the core of who they are. And the women, (laughs) the women, women uh, have a hard time opening up that space for men to be vulnerable because they also think that they have to have these expectations for men because that's how they were conditioned. So it's, it's sort of a vicious cycle. And um, like many of the relationships they appear to be perfect on the exterior, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, for a while, while you feel like you're in love, like you're on that pink cloud of the initial um, shock and awe of, oh my goodness, I've never met anybody like this. Um, but the perfection, it always tends to become disrupted. Uh, you know, you're always going to have conflict, uh, dissatisfaction satisfaction and just emotional or physical violence may occur. Um, And then if you're unconscious of these behaviors and how to vocalize that to each other and and actually communicate, which is the most important thing in a relationship, it only gets worse every time something happens. So with, with more and more of that um, there, there becomes more and more negativity and, some people stay in the relationship, overstay their welcome because they feel insecure, which they probably did before they even got into the relationship in the first place. But instead of vocalizing those insecurities to their partner and just really revealing who they actually are, or how they actually feel, they, they just, they'll never, they'll take it to the grave. I mean, and that's really unhealthy because the truth is really refreshing. So, I don't know people to see it as taboo to or to 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 be vulnerable obviously and to just share feelings especially men i mean it's it's icky and it's and, and people are going to make fun of you but actually i think if that trend started people would feel a lot more refreshed i mean it'd be a it'd be a huge burden off of people's backs and you can actually grow because you're not growing when you're, when you're hindering yourself like that, you're never going to grow. And I think in a loving relationship um, such as marriage, that is in my opinion, the most, the best way to reach the highest level of consciousness that you can, if you have the same understanding of each other and how, how much impact you can have as, as a, as a dude, duo to two being one like that's that's powerful like you're, you're two people you're not just one person and when you come into a union like that you can really grow and influence a lot of people and, and shed a lot of love and light in this world and i think that's really important <laughs> so it sounds like you're saying um men are still conditioned not to feel not to express their emotions not to be vulnerable and women are also conditioned to expect that so it's almost like the, exactly, the neglect yeah. that a man might feel in a marriage, it, it's due to, it's due to, it's what he brings. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's exactly. not a woman and is neglecting me. It's like, no, the, 
by you brought your conditioning together, you're, you're neglecting yourself and you're with <laughs> someone that's enforcing that. Yeah, it, it, it takes two. And, um, you know, most lovers become lovers and haters at the same time. And usually it usually happens at the same time, you know, b- before long. And I mean, that, that isn't everyone though. And um, it's, it's definitely not how we should uh, view conflict, but I mean, conflict occurs daily uh, with externally or internally within, within all of us and in all of our, you know, interpersonal relationships. So I don't know what once may have been love, can easily turn into like, mm, like a barbaric for men, for men and women. What am I? What am I talking about? It can it can turn into like a savage attack, or, or even like even worse, actually, like a complete withdrawal of affection because you don't know how to you don't know how to tra- translate your your um, emotions and feelings into words. You can't vocalize that, and I feel like the conditioning is so deep that men just are like, how would I even begin to articulate all this, my whole life, my, all of my life's trauma, you know, it's so complex and nobody can really understand it, but you yourself. So it's hard, you know, and I, and I lived that for so long up until actually very recently, but it's, I mean, you have to try, you have to at least try, like, that's the only way you're going to grow. I find that in, in science backs this up that, you know, falling in love, that that lustful, desirous, happy period, it's really hormonally driven. It's really a chemical experience, especially the younger you are. Like when I don't think you're ever as much as feeling in love as like when you're 17 years old. But and if 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 so, if it's hormonally driven, but you're you're not allowing yourself as a man to recognize your own emotions and you're with a woman that's been trained not to expect man to have emotions when that those hormones slow down, you're kind of left with, you know, challenges and hurdles and how do we communicate? Um, so do you see, uh, it, it would seem to me that's why a lot of relationships end and the difficulties are that, you know, the, the infatuation phase ends and they're left with, I, I, I'm not supposed to feel, the one, the one doesn't expect him to feel, but inside they both feel horrible and no one wants to talk about it. Uh, is, is, is that kind of what you're experiencing or talking about? That was definitely a good way to sum it up. I mean, <laughs> we're already tainted before we even get into the relationship in the first place. So once you grow into adulthood with this person or whatever, or you're already adults or, you know, even in adolescence, you know, that, that tainted self is just is being hidden for so long. And people that stay in relationships where they can't truly authentically communicate with their partner that's just that's just like a, a spider web that's such a minor term that that's just like literally like you know ingesting like a c4 a explosive device and just waiting for it to go off because the more the the more we're untrue to ourselves the more we are going to self-destruct and it's either you realize it and and you adapt with your partner or you at least lead by example so that they can catch on. Because if you act out of love, no matter what, they have no choice but to react out of love. Like you can't combat aggression with aggression. It's just going to lead to more aggression. So if you live by those principles, you can either 
change the world around you because the, our realities are a reflection of how we feel on the inside. So if you can do that within your relationship and you can get the love of your life on board with you, you know, that's such a beautiful thing, but um, it's just, you know, people don't understand that. And, and I'm not judging. I, I mean, I did, I did that for the longest and, and it's tough. Like it's tough. It's, it's something it's like breaking out of the matrix. I mean, there, there's greater matrices to break out of, out of there, but that's, that's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just comes from like lack of guidance, lack of knowledge, um, the media, you know, suppressing these types of things from us and just an all out assault on, on love really is what it, a lot of things come down to. We're neglecting love here. And that has to do with self-love and self-compassion too. Like you're neglecting yourself because you're not expressing yourself. And then you hate yourself because you don't know who you really are. Cause you have to vocalize who you are to really know who you are. It's through actions. So then you hate yourself and then you project that hatred onto your partner or whoever else. So that's, I mean, yep. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Like when, one of the first workshops for men I ever taught was called self love for men. And the subtitle was no, this isn't about masturbation. Um, and it, 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 was, it was the first time, but yeah, men like love, love and men like that. What are you fucking talking about? But you know, you keep, you mentioned a couple times that, that you've changed. So what prompted you to change and how did you change to become more authentic and vulnerable? Like what, what kicked that off? Well, it wasn't really, uh, a catalyst, like in a relationship, it was just more of a generalized thing. Like I was single when it happened and it's kind of funny and it, it's, it may sound like I'm being silly, but it's, it's serious. Um, I was actually under the influence of LSD, not to be mistaken with our show. Cause we talk about psychology it's a yeah <laughs> but i have had experience with that and sit at my friend's house him and his girlfriend and we were watching a live bob marley concert on youtube and <laughs> i can't even explain this like how am i going to explain to you an acid trip um <laughs> but it's like i don't know like there was like this guy in Jamaica talking, right? And he was he was very impoverished and, you know, his teeth were all messed up. And when I saw him first impression pop up on the screen, I was like, okay. And he's talking. I was like, I don't understand his language. Like, I don't understand what he's saying. And then my friend was like, wait, like, look the other way. Like, don't look at the TV and then try to understand him. I looked away from his face and I didn't, I didn't have his face in my visual when I was listening to him and I understood every word that he said and it just like, (laughs) and then the Bob, the Bob Marley concert, I saw like the whole universal consciousness come out of the TV, like in the form of like faces. And it was just like, he was singing love to everybody, but it was everybody that was a part of it. And it just made me realize about love. So I just, and that was a horrible way of articulating it. And I'm really upset at the way I explained that. But <laughs> um, that, so that just, yeah. <laughs> so that just, that just showed me, I don't know. It was just a big awakening about love. And I was like, whoa, love is everything. Anything but love is fear. Because, I mean, we're, we're made to be loving beings. That's what we were created as. So if we experience fear, which is in the form of doubt, um, 
being self-conscious, being angry, which is my big issue. And that's probably the weakest emotion, I would say, because it's the easiest thing to turn to when you don't know how how to positively handle a situation. And all those, all those other characteristics, um, all that's fear and anything that's not love is fear. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. And so I just translated that into my next relationship with, which happened to be Tina. And luckily we have the same worldviews and we connected immediately and we just, we see things the same way in every way possible. You know, we both have like, the same wisdom and the same understanding and ways of communicating. And then that's when I really saw like how powerful, like a couple can be. Hmm. Let's see. Do you have any uh, tips or suggestions for how a man might experience self-love? Yeah. I mean, just realizing the fact that we have unlimited potential within ourselves and I don't want to get into like, you know, Buddhism and things like that, because that's not really my thing, but I, I, I take, I, you could take things from, from everything. Right. So um, just, just, I guess, manifesting it, just knowing that you're worth it. Like we're all created equal. Like you can do anything that you want to. The only thing that's going to hinder you is you doubting yourself and you not showing yourself compassion and um just i don't know it's 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 really complex um let's see what can hinder us i had a really i had a really good light bulb just go out in my head <laughs> well so it sounds like you're saying it's more of a a mindset change and a, a real being aware of your own thoughts and how you're almost like recognize how you're not loving yourself and then changing that is that one one way to approach it yeah yeah, exactly. Like I said, any any thought that is fear, it doesn't actually exist because only love really exists. So fear is is like a false projection of your external based on all of that negativity that you have going on inside of us. Because like I said, it's a reflection. So, I mean, you can you can you can create anything. Like you can manifest anything that you want to the only thing that's going to hold yourself back is you and that sounds cliche but it's true and once you like you said being mindful and and that's you know like a buddhist term but but it's a universal term like mindfulness just being aware of your thoughts you know we have our egos right and people identify with their egos they think that's all that that's all that there is is those surface level thoughts but what what is that what is that mechanism that is can realize like, oh, I just had that thought. That thought was crazy. Like, like that can shine a spotlight on those surface level thoughts proves that we do have a deeper seated consciousness that has the capability to notice that. So that proves that there is a separation there. And that's not, that's not, you know, dual egos. That's like, that's like your, that, that, that's your essence. And I feel like the more that, we just literally uh, meditation doesn't have to be physically, you know, sitting on the yoga mat and things like that, or, you know, doing the, whatever the namaste fingers. Um, like you could do that all day. And all you have to do is be aware when you have negative thoughts or even happy thoughts. Oh, I had that thought check. All right. Right. Like be aware of that. Just, just, just put your focus on that. 
And the more that, and, and realize that that's not you. That's like the duality that we have of like, of like being good and evil at the same time. But if you want to separate yourself from that, you're going to shine the spotlight on the evil. And the more that you do that, the more spaces that you can have between your thoughts, which yeah. is living in the present, right? right. Yeah. If you can, so that's, if you can, if you can it, witness your thoughts, peace. if you can witness your thoughts, that's supposed to prove to you that you're not just your thoughts, right? Yeah. And, like and if this is no, and, I'll, yeah, I'll tell sorry. you where this comes from. After, so I, I invite it, cl- close your eyes, Rob. Right. And close your eyes. Picture a cat. Do you see the cat in your mind? Yeah. Who's looking at the cat? It's just like uh, me behind the lens, but yeah, it's me. <laughs> but, but your eyes are closed. So who is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. An old, that, that's an old silly thing that Scientologies no. do, like on the street, just to <laughs> prove that you're more than just, you know, your bag of meat. But uh, that's something they would, they would, uh, that's a little street thing I, I, I got done years and years ago. But um, all right, close your eyes again. All right. And I invite you to point to yourself, physically point to yourself. Yeah. What are you pointing at? Me. But where, where sorry, where, open your eyes and where on your physical body, for people <laughs> not watching, Rob, what did you point to? Uh, uh, my chest. Yeah, you pointed to your heart. <laughs> if you ask everybody, ninety-nine percent of human beings, no matter if they think they're a thinker, they don't, they don't believe in spirituality, whatever. They point to yourself. They point to their freaking heart. They don't point to their mind. They don't point to their brain. They point to their heart. Yeah, and like that, I just find that's the ultimate. It's, oh, there, there's there's a bit of the truth. You know, whether you deny it, you don't think it, but you know, you humans identify themselves as being in their heart. Yeah, uh, that's that's where the radiance of your love comes from. I mean, it has the strongest mag- electro magnetic or electromagnetic magnetic field. I'm not a, a scientist, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, people aren't going to point to their freaking root chakra, you know. But that 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 is that was that was good. I'm, I'm use that in the future. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, it's a way to disarm the, people. Yeah, and, it's it's it's, 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 it's <laughs> right. Point yourself. Yeah, that can plant it. That can plant a that can plant a seed in somebody, and and who knows what can grow from that? You know, that's that's sort of like what we're here to do. Yeah. You know, it, so, guess, so I got to ask, but, since, but like since the since the LSD kind of opened you up to experience love and shift your life, did did <laughs> Tina need to have an experience like that to to hook up with you, or you know, was she already <laughs> nah, aware, nah, or nah. is she still not? No, she is very 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 um, self aware. And no, we didn't, we didn't do, I wasn't like, Hey, like this is how I awaken myself. Like try this drug. Um, that, that was just the, that was just the first stepping stone to like four or five more mass epiphanies or just humongous doors opening in my brain cool. that led me closer to who I actually, my authentic self and not my ego, the id, the super ego, whatever you want to call it, all that stuff that really is it's the judge and the victim. It's always in flux. It's always in flux. It's always, you know, it's you're pitting yourself against each other, yourself all the time. Cool. It's like two different so, voices, the, the angel and the devil type thing. Right. So, so as a man, so conditioned not suffering. to feel as growing up in a society that, that says men shouldn't feel that you shouldn't be authentic. You shouldn't be vulnerable. That that's all sort of signs of weaknesses. Um, what's been, a big surprise to you from your marriage? Just, uh, well, it, I mean, it, it didn't start 
perfectly. I mean, like, like most things. Um, but I mean, the purpose of love is to tear, you know, those webs that I was talking about from one another. I mean, you can't create somebody else's happiness, but you can, you can be a contributing influence to that towards that. And, um, but you, you, uh, love is, is just to tear, tear those shackles from one another, or at least try to, and learn to become our true selves. Like I said, and it can be really, really hard to be hurt, especially already being previously damaged by something traumatic that nobody can ever understand. So you, you already feel like it's, it's you against the world, but it, it's really hard to, to be hurt repeatedly and feel misunderstood or not heard and not ha- know how to vocalize that and um, still be able to stick around in that relationship. So I, I kind of com- commend anyone that does that and succeeds and has their partner come around. And, you know, I don't think people should give up, really give up on anybody in marriage, in marriage. Um, I mean, there are, there are certain extreme circumstances where it's completely understandable, but um, people give up really easily. Like oh, the, the divorce rate is so high today in America and probably globally too. And I don't know. I think that's a shame because I, I feel like that's one of the most sacred um, values that, that we as not even America as humans have that we need to cherish and that we need to, we need to tend to more. I mean, I understand people work nine to five and they come home and they're tired and there's kids running around and they just want to check out, you know, check out from themselves and and not think and and watch TV. But I mean, that's, that's only leading to your demise. Like you, 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 you you chose your life and, and you you do the best you can at all times. And like, we get tired, we get fatigued, we get frustrated. We feel alienated by people. Life is unfair but see, that's all of the negativity. It's don't take anything personal. That's a thing because everybody is is projecting their own stuff onto you, and you do the same thing. So, like uh, that that'd be the first rule: is don't take anything personally, for sure. Because nothing is personal. People only treat you in certain ways because of things that they have been through that you're that they are spewing onto you, and. I mean, words are like magic, really. Words are like magic. Like you can create all sorts of evil with with just your words and and things like that. Um, But, but going back to what I said, like, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's um, impossible to love yourself um, after feeling broken, no matter how horrendous of a degree that is, or if that your partner is imperfect for having, any types of trauma or, or whatever. And um, so like, it's like people shouldn't think that the, that your search is over if you aren't feeling your very best all the time, the most you can do is just keep trying. And if the time comes for it to be the end of the relationship, you, you've exhausted all of your options, then let it be. I mean, but don't hold, don't, don't, do it out of spite. Don't hold any anger or resentments from that. Just be understanding. And we can all just be like that all the time. And it's easier said than done. And I'm still not very good at it. I'm not trying to, I see, I I say all these things, (laughs) but I'm like, I mean, I'm growing, but I'm not, 
I'm not uh, living all of the things I'm saying, obviously, but yeah, I, no. I have this knowledge and I know that that's the right way to do, to go about things. Yeah. You there, know? There's, there's so nothing wrong with being tough. aspirational. It really is. You know, the only person to compare yourself yeah. to is who you used to be. Yeah. That's the only comparison that anyone should judge themselves based on. Just, yeah, that yeah. you're growing, you're changing. Yeah. Cool. So if, if, uh, yeah. do you have any advice yeah. for a guy who is kind of realizing he's his pain body realizing that he's got all this unpacked emotions and he's freaking sick of it. Like what, what's some advice for how to, how to, what's the, what's the first step to deal with that? You know, how people give like really shallow advice and they're like, Oh, just, just smile, just smile. And it, it releases serotonin, which is true. I mean, but that's, you need to do more than that. I mean, that, that, that's a good, that's a good thing to be mindful of to do every day. Um, that can definitely be helpful, but I mean, just being compassionate, to yourself first, because like I said, your external reality is a direct reflection of whatever chaos, turmoil, or beautiful majesty that's going on inside of you. So just like being compassionate, like even when you're at rock bottom and you feel like you're never heard, there's no way anybody's ever going to come close to understand you or what you've been through. Um, and that's one of the most difficult moments or series of events that that you will ever face but that's the only way to grow and to peel off those layers of conditioning off of yourself so that you can blossom into this this beautiful man butterfly and just to just to continue to face that throughout your life like don't stop like you gotta you have to put it into a lifestyle but um yeah like when you give out love it'll always be returned to you and that doesn't have to be selfish that's a, that's a constant cycle. So you're helping yourself. Yeah. But you can think of it in selfish terms, but you're also helping the next person who can snowball effect, help the next person. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And, you know, obviously it's not going to happen instantly. Like it's, it's a long process for me to even, you know, string like two, three good days together where I'm, where I live the things that I'm talking about right now, you know, but I mean, plant the, plant the seeds, you know, three degrees of separation. Like you are, you, you know, the, the culmination of the closest people around you. So if you're surrounded by a bunch of criminals and people that aren't helping you grow or just maybe just self-loathing is, you know, passive aggressive, uh, self-conscious people that, that, that that's an ego in itself. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're self-conscious and you're, you're like, Oh, I'm fat, blah, 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 things like that. It's like, yeah. I mean, you probably thought in that moment that you were the most important thing to talk about. So stay away from toxic people like that. And just, yeah, you have to surround yourself with, with people you want to, you want to, that's that they have, they have something that you, that you desire, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, big house and car, obviously, but Cool. Not big yeah. car, but big truck, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I find when when a man is 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 healthy, he's dealt with his shit, he can be authentic and vulnerable, that uh, him being selfish is actually selfless. Because, you know, a happy, content man yeah. wants others to be because that, that love spreads. And when you, when you, you know, it, the, uh, the only time you can really love someone else in any relationship is when you love yourself first. And if, yeah, if you're doubting yourself, if you're judging yourself, like that's going to be projected on everybody and it's going to soil everything you attempt to connect with. I, I, that, that's my experience for sure. 
absolutely my experience too i mean you said it like that that's actually a common thing that i that i've been hearing lately and you know how you hear things like right right when you realize something or hear something that that resonates with you with you you hear it like all the time after that like i hear that all the time now so maybe maybe people are sort of shifting in consciousness in that way um but yeah, like you affect everyone you meet and they affect the others around them. And it can be a positive snowball effect or it can be a negative one. Um, the ego is not wholly bad. Like you're saying, it can be selfish at first. But once you put it into practice and live it as a lifestyle, that self selfishness will become authentic selflessness eventually. Yep. And yeah, despite, you know, yeah. Yeah, like just all energy is contagious. It can be shitty energy or it could be positive, loving energy, but it's all contagious. And especially if you're not aware, you could just pick up the crud and spread the misery and pass it along and not even being aware of it. But so, so Rob, tell me about your podcast. Podcast, the psychedelic podcast, play on words, psyche dash delic. It's about psychology. And we have, we have the, the delic is part of it because we do get into, I guess, spiritual things like, psychic we have psychic ability references we have a whole episode about it um you know like astral projection things that you wouldn't normally hear people talk in depth about but we also we also get deep into psychology too like we do personality disorders and the way that trauma affects people growing up and how they can develop all sorts of crazy convoluted uh you know ways of living and and exuding themselves and what else we have we, what else do we have it's I, I wish i had like a list of episodes but we're, we're about 50 episodes in like i said my lovely wife tina is the host i'm a co-host we have two other panel members it is it is a panel of four um which two the other two swapped recently so we feel like we have an even power more powerful panel right now and um Things are going great. We're about 50 episodes in and, uh, and, and we go from things like parenting, things like that, just like trivial things like that, that, but are so important and can be delved into so much. It doesn't seem like it, but just things like that, you know, we'll talk about anything, but, <laughs> oh, but yeah, the, the psyche delic podcast.com, uh, no hyphen there. Uh, there is a hyphen. I'm sorry, <laughs> Tina. Because <laughs> some of them do and don't. Some of our social platforms. Oh, gotcha. um, but it, yeah, um, like th- there's so much loneliness in the world. I think we're all just misunderstanding each other, and you know, there's so much divide because people think that everything is always has to be conflict, half and half, black and white, one side or the other. Not li- not color black and white, but you know, but black and white. Uh, um, or equal parts of a circle. I mean, but it's, I I don't feel like that's true. I feel like we're fed that. And then once we think that, and that seed is planted, we we perpetuate that into our our realities. Like that's how powerful, like our intent is in in our, in our thoughts is that it's a radiance that is on a whole nother plane that we can't see, but it's there. And it has so much impact. You know, there's so, there's so many like, different pieces like we have to take into consideration and if we can't push forward with humanity and and evolve and be more understanding of each other and not be
being so hateful just because we feel like we have to be for whatever reason, this and that, but being, being empathetic and being considerate, being active listeners, not just waiting to talk, um, especially in marriage and relationships, um, just being there, absorbing the information. Cause a lot of times people don't want a response. They just want to get some stuff out. Um, we could all benefit from all of these things and I could go on forever, but that's, that's what I got. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for going on for what you did with us here. Um, Rob, appreciate you sharing your experience and wisdom. And we'll have links to uh, all your socials and ways to catch up with, with you and the Psychedelic Podcast and the Mysterious Tina. Uh, so people can visit realmenfield.org for all those links, everything we've talked about. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Wherever you are listening to Real Men Feel, subscribe, share, comment, like, do whatever you can do there to let other men know that real men feel. And until next time, be good to yourself. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about author, coach, and healer Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us greatly if you gave a review wherever you are listening right now.